1: Dispute between the Sanhedrin and the Apostle Paul was over Paul's claim to have met Jesus of Nazareth, while Paul was en route to Damascus with letters from the high priest giving him authority to arrest Christians. That trip to Damascus when he claimed to have
0: encountered Jesus. Have you ever had a point that you thought was right, only to have someone prove that point wrong? Today Pastor Robert talks about Paul's trip to Damascus and how it changed his life. On Paul's trip he saw Jesus and it made him change his entire being. Have you found Jesus? Today Jesus is calling you to give your life to him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you, our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 25, as he continues his message, Dead or Alive.
1: Today they use it for concerts and special events and What you can't really see if you're sitting there in the stadium-style seating, looking beyond the stage, like immediately beyond the stage is the Mediterranean Sea. It's just a beautiful setting. Um, But that's where all this was, was happening. Verse 24, Festus said, King Agrippa and all the men who are present here with us, you see this man about whom the whole assembly of the Jews petitioned me, both at Jerusalem and here crying out that he was not fit to live any longer. But when I found that he had committed nothing deserving of death and that he himself had appealed to Augustus, I decided to send him. I have nothing certain to write to my Lord concerning him. Therefore, I have brought him out before you and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after the examination has taken place, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable to send a prisoner and not to specify the charges against him. Listen, that's like radical understatement. But Festus found himself in a really bad position because as a Roman citizen, Paul had the right, if he was being treated unjustly, to appeal directly to Caesar. It would be like if every U.S. citizen had the right to appeal directly to the president, and then the president had an obligation to hear the case personally. That's the way things worked in the Roman Empire. So Paul said, no, no, no! I'm not going to be treated like this. I appeal to Caesar. The trouble for Festus was that he had already been in prison for two years with no charges against him. So the first thing he should have done really is just release him. Instead of that little maneuver that he tried thinking, you know, maybe I can placate these prominent Jewish leaders in Jerusalem if I can get Paul to agree to go with me. Maybe he's dumb enough to go. And Paul said, no, 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 no. I I appeal to Caesar. So now the whole thing has backfired and Festus is in a really bad spot because there are no criminal charges. Paul hasn't done anything that was against the Roman law. Festus was going to look like an incompetent fool unless he could come up with some kind of believable charge to send with Paul to say to Caesar, this is what this man is accused of. Because as it stands right now, the accusation is simply, he says that a dead guy isn't dead. That was the accusation, you understand? He says that Jesus of Nazareth is alive, even though... Everybody else says, all the Jewish leadership says he's dead. Verse 18, Festus had explained it to Agrippa. And Paul's accuser stood up. He says, they brought no accusation against him of such things as I supposed, but had some questions against him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who had died, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. That was the issue. The thing that I find totally fascinating about this whole mess, is that Festus and Agrippa were apparently completely oblivious to the profound significance of their situation. Festus was so focused on his personal dilemma concerning Paul's imprisonment, and so in the dark regarding the prophetic Hebrew scriptures that he failed to grasp the gravity of the actual dispute. Herod Agrippa, on the other hand, according to the Jewish historian Josephus, was a bit of an expert on the Jewish scriptures. He should have recognized the importance of the argument, the significance of this disagreement. The dispute between the Sanhedrin and the Apostle Paul was over Paul's claim to have met Jesus of Nazareth, while Paul was en route to Damascus with letters from the high priest giving him authority to arrest Christians. That trip to Damascus when he claimed to have encountered Jesus alive and well took place three or four years after the crucifixion and burial of Jesus. The Sanhedrin claimed he was dead. And Paul himself had believed that. He had sincerely believed that Jesus was dead. But when you meet someone and have repeated conversations with them, it becomes pretty difficult to believe they're dead, right? It's not like you can say, oh, it must have been a ghost. I guess I saw a ghost, or I guess I had a whatever. I guess maybe I hallucinated or whatever. No, this Paul tells us in different places, his encounters with Jesus continued. It wasn't just the one Damascus Road experience. Oh yeah, that was was for real, but it continued. It continued. Jesus himself, like when Paul gives us the passage explaining the Holy Communion, the cup and the bread... He said, I'm delivering to you what was delivered to me. I'm telling you what Jesus told me. These encounters with Christ continued for Paul. So, yeah, he believed that Jesus is alive. There's another really important question that comes out of this. Does it even matter? Does it matter whether the central figure of christianity jesus christ is alive or dead bible profess there are seminary professors scores of pastors who say no it doesn't really matter doesn't really matter there are professors at major seminaries all over the world today Who claimed that the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the physical resurrection of Jesus, didn't happen and that doesn't affect our Christian faith at all? Listen to me carefully, that's absurd. Of course, it matters whether or not he's alive or dead. Of course, it matters. The question of whether Jesus of Nazareth is alive or dead is a single most significant, the supremely important question, not just of our faith, but of all of human history. And over the next few minutes, I'm hoping you'll see why I say that. Now, as usual, I'm going to give you three points. Point number one, Jesus of Nazareth is alive. And I belabor that because I find that a lot of Christians never really take the time to consider it. Here's what I mean by that. We say it. Jesus is a lot. You know, we proclaim things that we haven't thought through or we haven't digested. I remember when when I was training to be a, a retail store manager 40 years ago, they would send us these bulletins every week. And we got all kinds of paperwork from the company headquarters, right? And then we, we would every week we would get one at least, and at the top it would say, read and digest. I'll never forget the first time I got one of those bulletins. Read and digest. And I learned very quickly I had better digest it, because there might be a pop quiz. I might get a phone call from our district manager, or even a visit, and he would ask about every detail on that bulletin. His love is the main thing. His
0: love is the main thing. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. 5312730 That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.